think about how delicately you hold your baby, you dress your baby, and you feed your baby. We do that because they're adorable, of course, but also because their skin is delicate. Know this. There is only one diaper brand that we recommend to give you the gentle protective care your little one needs. And that's Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Their Swaddler's diaper absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin dry, healthy, and beautiful. And when you use Swaddler's in tandem with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, you'll keep your baby's skin healthy. The wipes are made from 100% plant-based cloth, and you won't have to worry about tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Birds are singing. The sun is out. Spring has sprung. Has your wardrobe followed suit? If not, you can get a refresh with Bombas, my favorite brand for socks, tees, and underwear that also has an amazing mission that we support wholeheartedly. Because for every incredible comfy item that I get from Bombas, they match with a donation to someone who is unhoused. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash hard things and use code hard things for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash hard things and use code hard things at checkout. They stopped asking directions to places they've never been. Welcome to We Can Do Hard Things. And it's just the three of us today. And while we absolutely love having guests... There's something that makes me so happy about when it's just the three of us. Because when we have a guest- Just the three of us. Mm. We We can make it if we try. Okay, that's enough. So when it's just the three of us, it kind of feels like it does when we're at our house and it's just the three of us and there's no one else to worry about. You know, I don't know. I just feel more relaxed. That's a really nice segue to our topic today, which is bad manners. Right, bad (laughs) manners. So this article came out a while back that I loved and thought was so fun to read. And it was about the new etiquette. It was the cut, put it out through New York Magazine. And I was intrigued by it, just by the title, because etiquette has always been a hot topic in my life, our family, marriage, the whole thing. So Abby went to etiquette school. (laughs) No, she she did Yes, she did. (laughs) So tell us why you went to etiquette school, why your mother sent you to etiquette school when you were little. Well, I'm the youngest of seven, and the way that it's organized is two girls, four boys, and then me. And so my sisters kind of went off to college when I was like eight, 10 years old. And my mom realized that I was like burping and farting and still (laughs) running around like with my shirt off. Because I had these like four boys around, you know? And so she thought to herself, self, we need to fix this daughter of mine. Okay. So the four boys that were burping and farting, that was not flagged as a problem. You were the one sent to etiquette school. They were not. That's correct. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Clarifying that. That's correct. So Abby goes to etiquette school. She learns all kinds of things like where to put your silverware and how to curtsy, how to properly sit, how to cross your legs underneath a chair. Right. With I I had to wear gloves. Thank God you learned to curtsy. Yeah. Thank God you learned to curtsy because like um, (laughs) how would I be able to coming upon us and like it's curtsy season and it's just really important. (laughs) How would I have ever been able to accept all of those awards had I not known how to curtsy? I just want everyone, the pod squad, to slowly imagine Abby accepting the FIFA World Player of the Year and curtsying (laughs) as they hand it to her. But what you do need to know is that when we started dating, she would do her etiquette, okay? So we'd be at dinner and she'd be like putting her fork across her plate in a certain way or like doing all of these things. Because you can only eat with your right hand, which is so mean to left-handed eaters. I know. Hello. I am left-handed. Just that pisses me off. So Mm -hmm. I have this, I'll try to explain it to the pod squad. I am anti-etiquette. My parents (laughs) never taught us etiquette. We don't know anything, but I have always been a little bit proud of that. I'm going to tell you this story, pod squad, and I'm not saying I am right. I'm just explaining to you what happened in our marriage. So Abby is always doing all of these etiquette things. And there's this one time we're out to dinner and she does her fancy thing. And I just am outwardly uncomfortable. And she says, what is wrong? And I say, I don't know how to explain it, but I just feel like what you're doing with your silverware is racist. (laughs) (laughs) That is not correct, except it's a little bit correct. And she looked at me like I was nuts and I Mm -hmm. couldn't explain why. So then I felt nuts. I was just eating. (laughs) I was just eating. Okay. But here's the thing about etiquette. I believe in etiquette as I think this article suggests etiquette, which is etiquette as a way of living amongst other people in a considerate manner. Mm. Mm-hmm. Probably, okay, that's better. Than what the I, I do not like is the etiquette that is not about that. It is not about living amongst others with consideration. It is about signaling your own class or superiority through a set of confusing <laughs> actions that is like <laughs> a secret language yeah. that signals superiority. Okay. P.S. I'm sure. See, this is what happens in our relationship with my sister is that I explain a lot of feelings. Like I Mm -hmm. just feel like arranging silverware a certain way is racist. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell anyone else that. And she says, let me explain to you why. Yeah. I say, ding, 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 (laughs) ding. There are actual facts you can say that support your feelings on this. Wow. Yes. Would you like me to tell you them? Please do. Makes me feel terrible about myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not to be terrible. Okay. So etiquette is, as you've said, this it's a code of proper conduct mm-hmm. and it's to demonstrate yourself as courteous. Okay. We're going back to courteous. This is coming from the word court, <gasps> which etiquette was established by the courts of kings and queens and the aristocracy to follow to be acceptable to be in their presence. Mm-hmm. And so the origin of the word etiquette is ticket. 
It is acting in a way in the hopes of being considered acceptable to have a ticket into a certain level of society. Wow. So it's meant to indicate that you know more or have access to some specific kind of knowledge Mm -hmm. that others don't have access to. That's etiquette. It's another way of saying through your actions, I know better, I was raised better. Yes. And you can only be better if someone else is worse. You can only be in if someone else is out. So Mm -hmm. when you're talking about the racism piece, where that comes in is the whole etiquette was made to established civilized groups in opposition to uncivilized Mm. groups. And that went way beyond just like social castes of hierarchical differences among people. It has been a way of like justifying the most violent behavior on our planet. Hmm. So Hmm. if a civilized society can only be defined in opposition to a society that's deemed uncivilized, that's where you get notions of barbaric and animalistic and heathens Mm. and all of that. And Mm -hmm. that's the way you dehumanize people in order to make violence against them justifiable. That's the way colonialism Mm -hmm. spread Mm -hmm. throughout the whole globe. It's this idea that it's not only acceptable to take over uncivilized people's land. It's actually beneficial to them because you are doing the work of civilizing them. That's the same thing that justified slavery. It's the same thing that justified English oppression over over Irish people. It's the same thing that happened in America with this idea of we're taking over the land of uncivilized Native Americans, Mm -hmm. even though our democracy incidentally is based on the constitution of the Iroquois Confederacy, but they were uncivilized enough to take over the land. So there is a very, very racist. And I knew all that when we were sitting at dinner. I knew all that. And I just, I didn't have time to say all of that, but that Mm -hmm. is what I knew. And so when you have the hunch that something is not up, like, you know how you have those experiences where you're like, I feel like this thing is racist, but I can't explain it. Like Cracker Barrel or like golf. There's something there. (laughs) There's something there. Basically. Ruining my favorite things. Right. Well, take a look at yourself. Food, (laughs) golf. So here's what I want to explain about myself is this, my favorite story about etiquette ever and manners and the difference. So imagine the White House. Eleanor Roosevelt is in the White House. She's having one of those dinners that the first ladies always have to have with all the people. So they have fancy people at the dinner and then also some regular people that they have brought into the White House. They're all sitting at this huge table. And back then they have these little small bowls to the side of every plate. And the little bowls are filled with water. So the idea is that you put your fingers in to like wash your fingers before you, I don't know, some etiquette shit. Okay. You put your fingers in at that time and and wash your hands before you eat. Well, it was probably to wash their hands from the appetizer because it was probably a finger eating appetizer. Okay. Miss Manners. Okay. So- (laughs) (laughs) so that's what was happening or to also wash your hands before you eat okay so or also maybe there were small puppies on the table that just needed something to drink well now we're talking some little kittens (laughs) oh god that's so good okay so one of the regular dudes hasn't gotten the ticket (laughs) he doesn't know what this water bowl is so he picks up the water ball and starts drinking from it Mm-hmm. He takes a sip from, and the table just freezes, right? Because mm-hmm. he, this man has a broken etiquette. And 
So everyone is just staring at him and then they all look at Eleanor Roosevelt. So what does Eleanor Roosevelt do? She reaches out her hand, she picks up the tiny water bowl and she starts drinking out of the water bowl as well. That's cool. Okay, Pod Squad. I cannot emphasize how much I love this story. She's cool. And how much I think about it. To me, etiquette is about making someone else feel comfortable and equal, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. unequal right. in the moment. The reason I, I love that Eleanor Roosevelt story is because you choose the kind thing above the signaling class thing. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is the manners. That is true etiquette. For me, I think, yes, there's etiquette and that's one thing. And then there's manners right. and that's another thing. So if etiquette is the idea of saying, this is me getting access to this certain level mm-hmm. and you don't have access to it because you're not doing what I do, then manners is this kind of way to reflect respect, kindness, consideration for others. So it's like, are you doing your part to make all of society acceptable for all people? Mm -hmm. So there's no in and out group to treat yourself and others with dignity and respect and make it accessible to all people. That feels like it's manners. Yes. And etiquette is meant, meant to be exclusive and inaccessible. If anything is a test, it's etiquette. If anything is a, like, hug, it's manners. Mm. Right. Okay, so we're going for manners is what we're going to call it. The weather's getting warmer, which is wonderful because we can say bye-bye to big bulky sweaters and jackets and hello to shorts and tees. I just ordered three of Quince's muscle tanks. Check out their European linen shirt dress. I got it in the blue and white stripes. Classic. It's beautiful and summery and gorgeous and linen, and it was less than $50. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, and Quince cuts out the costs of the middleman and passes the savings to us but they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. You will love all of it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash hard things for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash hard things to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash hard things. Here's a tricky one that the pod squad is going to have a lot of feelings about. There are Uh a lot of people who are taught that saying sir or Mm -hmm. Mm ma'am is good etiquette. It is Polite. polite. It is a signal of respect. Mm -hmm. In many cultures, that is a kind, good thing. Mm -hmm. I think a lot about, are we sure that's the kindest thing? Mm -hmm. Because I, in our world and with Abby, I see misgendering happening all the time. And like someone teaching children over and over again to assume what gender someone is Mm -hmm. as a matter of Mm -hmm. etiquette, Mm -hmm. it might signal that your kids have the kind of 
manners you want them to have. It might be a signal that your family is giving, but is it kindest to other people? Right. We don't guess people's religion. So why are we guessing people's gender? It's like etiquette is about the self and what you're what you're trying to exude and manners is about the other and what you're trying to make them feel. I have a, like a follow-up question about the Eleanor Roosevelt. Okay. Did everybody else at the table drink the water? I don't know. I have another follow-up. Did you fact check that? (laughs) I mean, what do you think? I feelings checked it. I feelings checked it. You feelings checked it? I felt like it is true. I don't know if it happened. I just know it's true. But I think it's an It might be an allegory. Because we're talking about etiquette and then like the kind thing that Eleanor did with her manners to make this person not feel alone or different. It's like a science experiment to see if everybody else followed suit with Eleanor. I just love it because Mm -hmm. there's a moment when somebody is trying to say something, but they spell their wrong. There is a moment where you decide, am I going to choose signaling that I know better? Yeah. Or offering kindness and belonging by not signaling that I know better and responding to the content that that person said as opposed to the code that they broke. It's choosing whether to signal my own superiority or not. There's also this idea that cross-culturally, this entirely breaks down. In Ethiopia, if you were to eat with a fork, it would be offensive. Mm-hmm. Like you eat with your fingers in a group together. It's only when we started being very individualistic that we ever had our own plates, or our own cups. So there's this idea that you think something's wrong when you actually don't know where that culture is coming from. Right. So like you can't say it's wrong. It's wrong to you for your specific cultural place. Right. And if I were at a table there in Ethiopia and I did it wrong, I would hope that everybody would Eleanor Roosevelt me. I mean, there's a lot of etiquette that's totally ableist. I used to talk Mm -hmm. about how much it drove me crazy that people were late. And and then a lot of people talked to me about how that is something that is super tricky for people with ADHD and how there's a lot of that thinking that's very patriarchal. You're absolutely right. But that just proves our point that it's a signaling of the culture that you're trying Mm -hmm. to signal you're in. So let's move on to these actual ideas that the cut through the New York magazine put out and that we've been talking about ourselves. These are the ideas that people who wrote this article signaled were the new etiquette. Okay. Were the new manners, were the new way. It's the new rules for to straighten up and fly right. You know, it's like, get your shit in a pile world. Yeah. But here's the new rules. But the reason I like the article is that it felt a lot like they were heavy on how to together exist with other human beings in a way that I is- mean, some of them, some okay. of them were like, yikes, McBikes. Oh, okay. Let's take a look. Cause I can't wait to talk about the ones you thought were yikes, McBites. We should add new ones. Okay. Yeah. We should go with yeah. those too. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to run through some of these and you all tell me what you think. Okay. The cut said that everybody should always split the bill evenly at a dinner. That's a toughie for me. I hate that one. I don't agree. I just think that there you can get very complicated. Splitting the bill makes me anxious to begin with. But like you get complicated because what if I order a hundred dollar steak? And then you preemptively say, I want to order a hundred dollar t- steak. Uh-huh. So I'm going to be paying for my thing. Right. Like you don't have to only order what everyone else orders. But if you're going to go out there and be like, I want the hundred dollar bottle of wine and I want the hundred dollar steak, then you say it so that everyone else isn't nervous sitting with you that they're ordering a salad, but they're going to be paying right. seventy five dollars. I feel like if you are drinking and there's someone that's not drinking, 
if you are ordering a lot. Why don't you just pay for what you ordered? Well, yeah, that's not splitting the bill evenly. Right. That's right. Right. I feel like everyone should pay for what they ordered. I mean, I understand that that's especially now with Venmo, like have one person pay for the bill to make it less complicated. And then everybody looks at their thing. And Venmo is the person because there's always somebody who got the least and they might have been doing it on purpose because they're struggling to pay their Mm -hmm. bills that month or whatever they're saving, whatever the reasons are. That also deserves to be honored. I agree. And then if you find a way to do it, if one person can do it on their credit card and then Venmo, that's cool. If there's somebody that can do that, that's kind to the servers because then they don't have to split 70 bills. So, all right, for us, we think everyone should pay for what they ordered. And then one person pays for it and then everybody Venmos. Is that our best? Yeah, don't forget the tip. Don't forget the tip. Unless there's a group. I'm just going to say if there's a group that you regularly go out to eat with a group of friends, yeah. there's an all, it all comes out in the wash situation. Then you just split it evenly. And then the people who did the drinking do the tip. Excellent. Who didn't drink, don't uh, I like that. I like yeah. that. And also it never all comes out in the wash. That's I right. Just, I'm saying that that that's a phrase <laughs> I used to use when I was the biggest drinker at the table. That's right. <laughs> it never comes out in the wash. The people who say that are the ones who are washing the most. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, all right. All right. Uh, also tipping is just like, if for my thought about that, if you are, if you can't afford to tip 20%, then you just go to a less expensive restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's the cost of doing business. People. That's the cost of doing business. Okay. They said, if you're going to cancel on somebody, a social event, you have to cancel before 2 PM and then it's fair game. And after 2 PM, you can't cancel. <laughs> what? I'm going to recuse myself from this because I am Mm -hmm. canceling is my love language. One thing I like to do is know that I can't do the thing for like the three days leading up and then wait Mm, and then cancel later. What is that about? That's not an ideal plan. Mm -hmm. So like cancel when you know you can't go. And yeah, there's a certain period after like, sorry, you just have to go. Do you think you're waiting? Because I think sometimes I wait hoping that the other person will cancel. Like it's Maybe. a game of chicken. Like a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, this is all good and fine. But like, why make a plan if you're going to cancel? I know. I what agree. What the this hell is, a great is the question. fucking point? Don't make a fucking plan. It's because it's the same reason I buy broccoli at the grocery store. I make a plan. And I think that future version of myself is going to be the type of person who wants to go out to dinner or whatever, but I never become that person. I keep waking up. So, you know, my trick is I do decide if myself right now doesn't want to do it, I'm not saying yes, because I I keep being the same person. Yeah. With the 2024 games in Paris on the horizon, I've gotten nostalgic about my international career. And when I look back, There are a few things I would have done differently to make sure I made the most of my time abroad. And one of those things was to learn a non-English language more fully. A daunting task, yes, but a much easier one when you consider that Rosetta Stone can get you fast language acquisition through their intuitive, research-based, dynamic immersion approach. That's why they're the most trusted language learning program and have been for years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Whether it's Dutch, Arabic, or Chinese, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, 
We Can Do Hard Things listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash we can. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash we can today. I have two that I liked on their list. Okay. One was text amnesty granted after 72 hours. Mm -hmm. So like, you know how if someone wrote to you on a text message and you go back and you have to text them about something else, but there's these old messages. So there's (laughs) this awkward thing where you're like, well, now do I respond to the one from two weeks ago when (laughs) I really have a whole nother thing I want to be talking about? (gasps) So good. So I think we just all agree that after 72 hours, those are like bump. Starting new topics. Those are like I erased. Really like Those are like erased. Very erased. Okay. Very erased. good. Cool, 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 cool. And speaking of texting, I also really like the one of don't ever text message someone K period. <gasps> Just the letter K because it basically means fuck you. <laughs> oh God. K period. That's my go-to. That would scare the <gasps> shit. No, you don't. You don't. It's so do scary. To me. I've K? never gotten a K period text from you. I get, I give those all the time. Mm. Oh, well, you should stop. There's mm-hmm. probably a lot of people that think- Why does that been... mean fuck you? Because it's like the capital K, the period, it's basically being like, no worries, but in a way more aggressive way. Okay, what about if it's without the period? Yeah, that's fine. That's good. Oh, okay, okay. It's that's what I period. do. I, I don't do the period. It's the period. Yeah. I do love this one though. No statute of limitations on a condolence note. Yeah, that's right. That mm. one is so good because- Sometimes yeah. you can feel like if you didn't write right away that it's too late. And it's never too late if someone's grieving because someone is always going to be thinking about that person. So if you have a friend who lost someone a year ago or six months ago, just do it. Reach out. Yeah. They might need it the most right in this moment, even more than right after it happened. That's Accents good. are not cute. Don't say they are. <sighs> Damn it. Don't ever Fair. say that someone's accent is cute. It is not cute. Ugh. We don't even have to like explain that one. Okay. This makes me cringe because I, I I feel like I've done this in my in in all Yeah, of my but that's travels. what that's what this mm-hmm. is for. I've yeah. done it too. Ugh. Oh my God, I love your accent. Oh, everything you say. All the people from England. Can you just talk? And they're like, what? Okay. Fuck, how so about this one, y'all? Don't call groups of people ladies. Yeah, I find that very annoying. So do I. Ladies, especially if like a man is calling a group of people ladies, it feels like mm-hmm. we're suddenly from the 1950s. And I just, I don't know about what about it is. It's okay. Then like, what do you call them? Because I've been in lots of groups of, of women. Women? You say, you say, you say excuse me, Ex- your table is ready. I yeah. know, but like here- You don't have like, any fucking ladies. What is the point? I know. Hello. But think about Please like come a, over here. a team environment where like a coach is- and trying to get everybody's attention. What did they say? Attention? All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Hey, group up. Hey, take a knee. Hey, <laughs> come on over. Like, Whatever why ladies? sporty people say, you just say that in like a general, ladies feels patronizing. Huh. Um, why? I, I don't know. For the same reason Cracker Barrel feels racist. It's just something. <sighs> For the same reason it's an insult to say to a group of boys running on the court, Hey, ladies, looking good out there. It's used as an insult. I hear that. But what if it's an actual group of women? Is that still insulting? Yes. In what context would you have to say ladies to an actual group of women? Okay, it's happened throughout my whole career. Ladies, like, circle up. Come on. 
Okay, just question. Would any coach in any locker room say, okay, gentlemen, circle up? No, they'd say, guys, guys, circle up. Guys doesn't have a connotation that is related to etiquette. Ladies has a connotation that is related Mm -hmm. to etiquette. Be a lady. Your Mm -hmm. mother sent you to etiquette school so you could learn how to be a lady. Mm -hmm. Be a lady. Be a lady. Ladies, it's a putting in your place is how it sounds to me. In a way that guys is not at all a putting in your place. Okay. So we just need another word. Or nothing because we're not gendering people in in groups anymore. We just need to use. I like the bring it in. Bring, bring it, it in, in y'all. Bring y'all. In. Bring back y'all. I have one that I um, hard disagree. Okay. On their list. Ooh, ooh, okay. They said that it's fine when the plane lands to stand up. No. Do your thing no matter where you no. are. Like if we are going to have a society, people, we all get off the plane in the order of our rows. That's, That's what right. we do. Agreed. That's right. Done. There's what a the sign. How do you do it? C30 back there? No. Where do you think you're going? No. And I police the situation like nobody else. <laughs> Somebody tries to come up and I just stand there. Okay. They, they, they literally try to get by me. I'm like, you're not getting by. <laughs> yeah. You're back there. She does do that. Unless they have small children. Yes, or unless they have a connection. A, a connection. Connections, of course. Right. Unless they have a connection or small kids or some situation that it is clear that this person needs to get off before the rest of us. I also would not let a small child by me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, the, the kid can stand there, too. Okay, let's talk about this. <laughs> I love this one. And it's loaded. Don't say that someone looks like someone else. Damn it. Oh, yeah. I do this a lot. I want to talk about this one. Our children are Japanese. People are always saying, you look like, and then referencing the only other Japanese person that they've ever heard of. They don't even know. They're not trying to be a certain way, but it is very obvious to us what's happening. There's racism in that. Yeah. I mean, it brings into to, to the picture like, oh, what are they seeing in me that exactly. they see in the other person? It's objectifying. Right. So don't just don't say it. Just don't say you look like this other person. That's good. Also, let's not comment on people's bodies at all. God. Okay. This is a really hard one for me because in the sports world, your appearance, your muscles and the way that you present, mm-hmm. it was like you showing yourself. You know, and so like when we would all come back together in camp, people were like, oh, my gosh, you look so fit. So it's like something that I was trained to do for a long time because we needed to give each other the affirmation in that way. Yeah. But now Mm-mm. in the real world, I'm not allowed to do that. But my brain is like not allowing me to not do it. Yeah. I mean, our kids call it mind your own body. Compliments to other people's bodies are just as dangerous as negative things. You just don't mention other people's bodies in any way. I loved this Katie Boozer on our Instagram of the criticism episode. Mm -hmm. She has a bunch of third graders and she wrote this, uh, reminded me of something that happened at school a few weeks ago. I teach third grade. A substitute walked past me as I was walking my students to recess and said, you look so thin. Is that hard for you? Mm. I was caught so off guard and I said, feeling really healthy. And then one of my sweet boys chimed in and said, We don't comment on people's bodies because it's the least interesting thing about them. Yes. Mm. Which is something she tells her kids all the time. I just love that. It's Mm -hmm. like, yes, somebody's, you might think something about them, but 
if you just assume it's the least interesting thing about them, just push right on through and find something else. That's right. That's right. What are some good other options? Because I like to have I like to have plan B. It's so good to see you. Anything about them. It's so good to see your face. How is your week going? Wow, your energy is like so beautiful today. Uh Uh-huh. I see that flirt. That's a good one. I see that flirt. Mm -hmm. I liked this one. Gossip like the person is 12 feet away. I liked that because it doesn't imply that we're never going to gossip. But the person being 12 feet away, I feel like if the person were 12 feet away, I would say the thing that needed to be said. So we were all like, I don't know. It honors the idea that gossip can be how we give information about people to protect Mm -hmm. each other, but it also protects the other person's humanity. Because when someone's 12 feet away, you see them as a human being and you might not say the shit you would say if that person was out of your sight. So good. I just want to talk about this one for a second. (laughs) If someone is repeating a story, you have two minutes to tell them or two seconds. I can't remember what it was. That the idea that, that if it's a story repeater, you have a second to be like, oh yeah, that's, that's a great one. I've heard that one from you. Or yeah, I remember that one. So the person is signaled, but it's not all the way half through. So, and we have talked about that. Most of the time they don't care. I want to do, I want to retell the story. This is called lore. This is folk (laughs) lore. And I want these stories to be embedded. And, and I want our children when they they get older to be like, Oh, here she goes again. Oh, this Mm -hmm. is a story. And then, you're on track, Abby. And they, they don't, will they don't tell, have to get older. They don't have to get older. They can just be they the will age tell they these now. stories to their children, and then I will never die. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so it's about immortality. Before we move on, I just want to say, Abby and I had a talk about like, what do you want me to do? Like, if you've already told a story a lot of times, like, do you want me to tell you? And she said no. Oh, yeah. And I said, okay, but what if like we've already heard it? We are, or everybody's already known. And she goes. Mm-hmm. It's not about whether you've heard it. It's about whether I want to tell it. Yep. Yep. I have yep. not stopped That's thinking right. about since that moment. It's not about, it's about mm. wanting to tell it again. Yeah. So, but do you also want to know why that is? Because in our family with children, I have to censor so much of what I want to say. <laughs> and I've got some stories that I know are tr- true <laughs> mm-hmm. that, are, that are tried safe. and they're mm-hmm. true and they're mm-hmm. safe. And so uh-huh. I, this is why I keep telling the same fucking stories. And in that moment, what would be good manners for me as your wife who loves you would not be, she's told the story before, it would be like, this is important for her to tell the story. So I am open to hearing the story again. Okay, sissy, what are some <laughs> of yours? Um, I think if you have just met someone and you are not sure you are saying their name correctly, don't just cross your fingers and power through <laughs> and say it really quickly. Take a moment and say, I'd really like to make sure I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Yes. Is it X? Is that correct? Yes. Because if not, then the onus is just on that person who probably constantly gets their name mispronounced to Mm -hmm. either Mm -hmm. like take the initiative to say it or just to always have their name misstated. Yes. This is something I am trying really hard to do and it is hard, but I think it would be great if we only said sorry when we were sorry. Mm. I feel as if, (laughs) oh, sorry, I didn't get that email back to you yesterday. Oh, sorry, I've just been really busy. So I'm Mm. responding to this. Like like, I'm 90% of the time I say I'm sorry. I'm absolutely not sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't have a reason to be sorry. This is just life and the way it works. And I feel like it undervalues then those moments that you're actually sorry. When you're like, I'm really sorry I did that to you. Yes. It just 
devalues it. So I am trying, even though it's uncomfortable, you know, I get back to someone a day late. I'm actually not sorry about that. Yep. I prioritized other things. Just saying, thanks for your patience. Here it is. I love it. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location, it's the neighborhood, it's so much more. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with state rankings and student-to-teacher ratios. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Here's one that we used to work on in third grade a lot in my classroom. When someone says, I'm sorry, you don't have to say, it's It's okay okay. or no problem. Like, or no, 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 don't be sorry. Mm -hmm. When someone says, I'm sorry, you get to accept that apology. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, I'm sorry, you don't have to say, it's okay, because it wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When someone says, I'm sorry, you can say, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. It feels more complete then like someone tried to give you in a gift with an apology and then you shoved it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not okay or the other person wouldn't have been apologizing. I have some technology ones. Do not go into a phone vortex at dinner. This, is, this one's from the article. Yes, please. Like check your phone, make sure your kids are whatever, but say what, but do not like just start scrolling at dinner when you're sitting with a person. It's just the signal is this thing is more important or you're boring as hell. So I need to go through Instagram right now. Okay, mm-hmm. if you are FaceTiming or speakering someone and someone else is in the room or car, please say it right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. God, yes. Notify for sure. Right? If you call me, I'm going to be like, mom's in the car. Hi. Hi, sissy. It's me and mom. Yeah. Yep. You have to assume whoever you're talking to is about to talk shit about that other person in the room. Exactly. Because <laughs> you never fucking know, right? Yeah. Right. That's right. Okay. Um, and we don't talk shit about you, mom. That no, 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 never. No, 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 but in case we were going to, I would single it. Okay. But if we do, we do it as if you're 12 feet away. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Ask before posting pictures of your friends. I really think yeah. that you should ask because people have complicated lives. You don't know if that person did not tell her family she was going to be at that thing mm-hmm. or you don't know. Just People have complicated lives and make sure- Including their kids. Include, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, before mm-hmm. posting anybody's kid, before posting any- Another person. Don't post a stranger on the internet. Yes. Like we don't know people's lives, just mm-hmm. careful of posting. Also, this is a hilarious one that I do not describe TikToks. What I want you to know about my family <laughs> is that 50% of the communication- between my children and my wife, between everyone is describing TikToks to each other. Didn't they say that it was like, it was, they, they likened it to people describing their dreams. It's the same as somebody trying to, to, to explain the, a dream yes, to you. It's that it's boring. Okay. For the love of all that is holy, stop having 
speakerphone conversations or FaceTime conversations or conference calls in public. I disagree with this one. It's one of the reasons I don't go out in public because I cannot stand this wild, wild west we have created where everyone thinks that their conversation with their you know, workers or their yeah, colleagues you, or their whatever is important enough to take up the audio space in a public space. I think it is so unbelievably rude. It's rude. But I also think that like your need for the private quietness is also the same energy that the people who are just choosing to do their own thing. It's just <gasps> Ooh, the opposite. fascinating. You're saying, oh, these people are so self-centered. They need it to be like this. Mm-hmm. And Abba, you're saying, Glennon, you're so self-centered. You think you have the right to go out in public and have it be like this. Well, I hear that. Ooh. But I also think that for the whole history of time, public has been a place where we try to imagine that there are other people in the space. There's audio <laughs> privilege. There's audio entitlement. We're talking about privilege here, You've girl. never That's seen a person in an airport more upset <laughs> about somebody having a phone conversation with her, with them, somebody else. And Glennon is, she's looking at me. She's looking at them. She's looking at me. I'm a lot more sensitive to sound. I'm listening to myself and I want everyone to know that I am hearing what you're hearing. <laughs> I am hearing the privilege Mm-hmm. And control. Picking up what you're putting down. And needing public spaces to be quiet. You just want them to be less loud. I just want everybody to be less loud. Yeah. I don't think that you need them to be quiet. I think that you want them to be at the proper volume decibel I'm stunned. for yourself. Stunned by the loudness of the world. <laughs> I have um, a few more. Okay, great. So- I don't know if we're still doing the thing where people are selling things and they want us to go over to their house and buy the things- I want to support my friends and their business endeavors and what they're doing. So I think a good rule, if you're selling things, but you're having a party and inviting people over to buy the things, I think that a rule should be that in that invitation, you you give an option of people who won't be able to attend, but they can help you get your business off the ground by buying something online or by just making a gift to you Mm. to support your business Mm. because I don't ever, ever in a thousand years want to go to one of those parties where I buy things. No, but I do want to support my friends. So I think that's a good rule. Cool. Cool. Good rule is to just believe me when I say that no one wants to talk to you about your kid's IQ or what grade level they're reading at or how the curriculum isn't challenging enough for them. No one, literally no one wants to talk to you about that unless they are that child's parent or they share significant amounts of DNA with you. That's right. So just hard Or or their teacher. Or their teacher. Or their teacher. People are having a hard time out there. Just be grateful and happy for yourself and speak to it only to your sister or partner and no one else. I also think (laughs) this one has been working for me. I'm a very competitive person and my kid plays really competitive games and I have a hard time with my emotional regulation. I have found Mm -hmm. that it is very helpful for me to cheer for the kids I know that are on the other team, Mm -hmm. but the act of cheering for them regulates me. And I'm so excited when anyone does something good. Yes. So that's good. it's a good tip. 
Yes. I don't know. Cheer for your kids, um, team. So cheer for children as if they are 12 feet away. <laughs> because they cheer are. for children they as if children. they are under 12 years old and 12 feet away. As long as you're cheering for and not against. Shout out to how hard that is, though. Yes. It is a real testament that we as grown-ass adults can go sit, sit, stand with a bunch of eight-year-olds. And because they have signed up for a different team, hate them and their families yes. immediately. <laughs> Pretty weird. Exactly. It's really that is so okay, weird. Okay, can I give my one that's my biggest pet peeve? Yes. I have a suggestion to make. Uh-oh. And that is that. Specifically to you me? You should <laughs> never suggest that you knew something or suspected something was a problem. After it oh. becomes a problem, if you didn't share that you thought it would be a problem before, before it yes. became a problem. Here's how that looks. Oh, this bad thing happened. Yeah, I kind of thought that was like that. No, fuck you. Yeah. You, if you think something's a problem, you say it as soon as you think it or you forfeit, you go to the grave with the fact that you knew that was going to be a problem. Speak previously or forever hold your speaking. Nobody thinks you're smart because you had the foresight no. to think that might be a problem because you sat on that shit and didn't yes. share it with the girl. I love it. And, and goes, no, fuck you. <laughs> and also, also, there's a part of that that is about centering yourself. Like I always, oh yeah. another example of that is y'all, she proposed last night. We're engaged. There's always the friend that's like, I knew that was going to happen last night. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. I, I saw these things and I knew it and I knew it. And suddenly- And we're like, now we're talking about you? Suddenly what? the whole group is turned to talk about how she knew that this thing was going to happen. Like, no, no, no. It, it, that That is, there's a moment where you decide, do I make this about me or do I keep the the emphasis on the right syllable? Which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is the person who just gave the big news. You all, I loved this episode. I okay. Do too. So Pod Squad, we need you on this one. Call us at 747-200-5307 and tell us what are your ideas about the new etiquette. Okay. How should we behave in spaces with other human beings? Let us know. Or if you're less of a caller and more of a writer, email us at WCDHTPod, that's so we can do hard things pod at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. We know you're going to have thoughts about our ideas. Please don't be mad at us. It's just different. I knew this podcast was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. We love you, Pod Squad. We'll catch you next time. Bye. If this podcast means something to you, it would mean so much to us if you'd be willing to take 30 seconds to do each or all of these three things. First, can you please follow or subscribe to We Can Do Hard Things? Following the pod helps you because you'll never miss an episode and it helps us because you'll never miss an episode. To do this, just go to the We Can Do Hard Things show page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and then just tap the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner or click on follow. This is the most important thing for the pod. While you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and review and share an episode you loved with a friend, we would be so grateful. We appreciate you very much. 
We Can Do Hard Things is produced in partnership with Cadence 13 Studios. I give you Tish Melton and Brandy Carlisle. I walked through fire, I came out the other side. I chased desire, I made sure I got what's mine. I continue to Do
Thank you.